cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 3rd of April 2009. There's always newcomers coming into the show and I advise them to go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. That's my website and there you'll find lots of talks I've given in the past where I try and give you the loose ends, the loose ends of history. The blanks are filled in the best of my ability to show you how a very powerful organization with many arms and branches is basically guiding the world into a pre-planned direction, a destination. It's not conspiracy as such because they've published many of their books from their big think tanks at the top. And many of the participants publish the books themselves as well. Therefore, I try to stick to their own publications that way you don't have to query it about conspiracy, is it or isn't it. Also look into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts of these talks, which you can download and print up, and they're written in the various languages of Europe. You can also go into cuttingthroughmatrix.com website and buy the books and so on that I have for sale there. That, as I say, keeps me trickling over just just a trickle at a time and when the trickle dries up then I'll be gone simple as that very very simple and I see things very simply as far as my own life goes now you can also donate to me on cuttingthroughmatrix.com websites and for those who aren't using computers but have disks burned and passed around to you who want to know how to donate to me you can write to me and send personal checks from the U.S. and Canada. The name is Alan Watt, W-A-T-T, Site 41, Box 4, Estere, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is P-3-E-4-N-1. Peter, 3, Elizabeth, 4, N for Nora, 1, P3E, 4, N, 1. And that's how you get to me, because people do, once in a while, come through strange routes to get in touch with me. Do it directly, it's much easier. We are on the greatest roll into the next phase of the New World Order, and years ago, Anyone who mentioned the New World Order, except for presidents and prime ministers, was classified as a cook. But it's so amazing how the big boys, when they get together at their world meetings, can openly use the same terms and say it right in your face, the New World Order, without explaining to the public. The public to them technically are irrelevant. They are the proles of George Orwell's 1984 book, and in the book it says the proles don't count. See, the masses 
are never truly conscious of what's really happening. It's not an insult to the masses, it's the fact that they've been indoctrinated with a perfect scientific indoctrination. And they never had so much entertainment, which is really downloading them with all kinds of ideas that will basically cement ideas in their minds of familiarity with things to come. Predictive programming, in other words, even in the simplest and popular comedies that are out there. There is nothing you can actually watch that has, doesn't have propaganda in it for programming purposes. I'll be back with more on this after these messages. Yeah. 
Benjamin Franklin talked about this. He hoped that the Federation of the United States would be a confederation of the world, eventually run by 12 wise men. That's in his own diaries. So it's been on the go for a long time. And we've lived through, some of us have lived through some dramatic periods. Our parents have too. Our grandparents to do with world wars. These were essential to bring in the new system, the planned system. And when you really look at things and really look at the information that is now available and not by chance, the information is always given way after the facts. Released to the public, the, the BBC archives, footage of things and so on. Just like the Soviet story I've been talking about. They've always had these, this kind of footage. Why? Why wasn't it shown to the public much earlier? It's because we were always given a false idea of the recent past. An idea is, of course, there was one bad enemy in World War II. And in reality, you couldn't distinguish them. It wouldn't really matter which one had won. Nazism or communism. It was the end product that was important. You see, out of that, and it was written about beforehand by H.G. Wells and others of the Fabian Society, out of the, the World War would come a United Nations. Out of that would come a united Europe. Without that war happening, they had no excuse to try and get a united Europe. So there are many ways to win a war, regardless of who you think or perceive as losing. It's the end outcome that's important, as Professor Carl Quigley said in Tragedy and Hope. He said that war really is to change the social system for all participating countries. And as I say, they love this term, Novus Ordo Seclorum, New World Order. Bush Sr. used it in a few statements on September the 11th. And I think it was 1990, he exactly one year later, like 9-11 approach of a new world order coming into view. Here's the BBC. I mean, I hate even reading these propaganda pieces because that's what they are. They're handouts. And they're so childlike now, they don't have to really make them very complicated or give as much in-depth information. It's all part of an agenda. There's only one party in the world. There is no organized opposition to it. There's certainly no authorized opposition to it. Has many names, many faces, this one system. And it knows where it's going. Because it's the only one that is completely organized. It's the only one with unlimited financing. And at the top, certainly near the top, you definitely have international bankers, these benevolent dictators. Remember what Rockefeller said. It's far better that an intelligentsia elite and bankers should guide the destiny of the world rather than leave it to nations themselves, to the auto-determination of nations. That's what he said. Big Council on Foreign Relations trilateral guy. From the BBC. In your face, new world order emerges from chaos. Order out of chaos. Ordo ab chaos. The Scottish writer Freemason, right? by Paul Reynolds, World's Affairs Correspondent, BBC News. Slowly the shape of the world after the financial flood is beginning to emerge. Remember, they always give you the problem that they, that they 
and then they give us the solutions. How the solution is what they're after is actually a target. How do you get the world to change along this target? Towards the target, you must create the problem. It says the first thing to be said is that everyone is in the same boat. What's it to say in even Brazil, the Monty Python-esque type movie? You see the posters of it, we're all in it together, the standard war crisis scenario. We're all in it together. So everyone is in the same boat and they all have to bail together. This contrast to the old days when capitalists and communists exchanged insults as their ships passed in the nights and waved at each other. The worst threat at this G20 summit was a remark by French President Nicolas Sarkozy that he would walk out if there was not better regulation of banks and financial markets, not exactly the kind of casus belli that plunged Europe into war nearly 100 years ago. We've moved on, nor did he walk out. Indeed, he was pleased, he said, at the result. This is all pantomime, folks. All of the, the meeting was pantomime. These guys don't go in and debate things. There. It's all worked out in advance by bureaucrats. And it's implemented into society by all the round table groups. I've run into that before, how it's done, starting with the Cecil Rhodes Lord Milner Group turning into the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations. That's how it's done. These guys just have great big meals, read prepared speeches written by scriptwriters, and sign documents that have been prepared by the bureaucrats way ahead of time. The Franco-German analysis might well have been right, but being right about the past does not mean that you alone can put right the future. The European Union as a whole, normally so free in its advice to all and sundry, was a bit chastened with many newer and some older members on the verge of or in financial crisis. Well, that's like big news, isn't it? We moved on, too, from the 1930s when depression helped fuel the rise of dictatorships. Well, now you have an international dictatorship. It's just made up of many of them. Let's say one group, one party. Whether the world solves its financial crisis this time has yet to be determined, but the players at least seem to have learned some lessons. You have to remember what Quigley said, that this group that runs the world, and he did say that they ran the world in his day, often appear to do the things that the communists were blamed for doing like redistribution of wealth across the planet. And that's just what this bunch are doing here. But they're all eugenicists, the whole lot of them. They know who their bosses are. Then it's in the spiel about Obama came and conquered and all this nonsense and, uh, as they shake hands with yada, yada, yada. And it's rather disgusting, this whole write-up. But there you are, it's in your face, uh, a new world order. And I'll put links on cuttingthroughthematrix.com websites. You can go into after the show. And there's one video we got here, Mr. Brown, the Prime Minister of Britain and the Fabian member as well, uh, talking about the New World Order, saying the New World Order is emerging. It's just a short video, but there you are. See, we don't really need any evidence. Those who've been following this don't need evidence and we're so wearily aware that most of the public run about you don't care. That's a sad truth. Sad, sad truth. And you have to go elsewhere to get more truth. So the real 
at least closer to the truth rather than the handouts that the the media are so happily to happy to gorge and reprint on behalf of their masters. And I'll put two links again up. One is from Wise Up Journal on this topic. Another one is from the EU. That's the European Union Observer. And this is by one of the heads of the Bilderbergers. This is from the 16th of the 3rd, 2009. Uh, EU Observer is called from Brussels. And I'll read it. He tells you what's really going on. In between the lines. Back with more after these messages. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And just before I read this article from the Euro Observer, you'll hear Brown in that previous one I mentioned on the video uh, talk about giving a trillion dollars to the International Monetary Fund to get it really going. That's his purpose, you see, just to take over. Always was. That's why they set it up at the end of World War II. This is phase two of it. And the World Bank as well. Exactly what I said would happen only because I follow their writings and their, and their books as well. I read their books. You don't need a crystal ball here. And in amongst Brown's talk, he also mentions and greening as well. Greening is very important because it's a technique of sustainability. There are many ways of saying the same thing. It means depopulation and control of everyone's life. I said that would happen too. Green is the sacred color of international socialism. Red is her battle flag. As I say, you have to go into other newspapers to find out what really is going on at this time. And this is from the 16th of March, 2009, from Euro Observer, by a member of the Bilderberger Group. As the financial crisis is likely to create fundamental changes in the EU, the Economic Union, but the bloc is still at an early stage of formulating its response. Belgian industrialist and former EU commissioner, this is Etienne Davignon, told the Euro Observer. He says, it's clear that the world will not be the same after September 2008 when they crashed the economy. Now, crashing the economy, remember, was uh, an obvious thing that was going to happen. It's like getting up one morning... See, they deregulated the money industry, meaning they stopped watching it. They took off all the little rules that kept them in line so they could create their massive bubbles. And that's obviously what they're wanting to do with the stock market. That's why they took it off and let them go at it to create what happened. It's like getting up in the morning and driving into a city. You can imagine if every traffic light was out, the chaos would be as everybody smashes into everybody else. Predictable, isn't it? Well, that's why they deregulated the money industry and let it go, to get this result so they could then guide us to the next step. That's as simple as that. So here's Mr. Davignon, Etienne Davignon. He says, it's clear the world will not be the same. He says in an interview on 12th of March, referring to events last year, such as the fall of Lehman Brothers Bank in the U.S., which first put in the public eye what has 
does Europe adjust to that change is the question. There's no objective reason to say that we will fail. There's not yet a clear indication that we will succeed in that test, so the jury's out, which is nonsense. They know where they're going. Obama's already reiterated what Harper of Canada said, the Prime Minister of Canada, months ago, uh, that we're now going not just for United Americas, but also for the next step is to unite the Americas with Europe. And that was, again, reiterated at the G20 meeting, but back to this Euro observer, and Mr. Davignon. The 77-year-old Mr. Davignon is vice chairman of Belgian energy firm Suez Tractable and president of Brussels-based non-governmental organization Friends of Europe. Maybe the Friends of the Earth, Friends of Europe, all kinds of friends. These are all part of the authorized non-governmental organization UN groups. In the 1960s, he worked under EU founding father Paul Henry Spack in the Belgian Foreign Ministry and in the 1980s was EU Commissioner for Industry. So he's not a, a trivial player, this guy. Six months into the crisis, EU governments are at the stage of studying technical measures such as greater bank regulation and galvanizing political will for future change, Mr. Davignon said. But it will take another 18 to 24 months before the full effects of the crunch, this is the financial crunch, become clear. It's still to come, you see. In the current grey period, Mr. Davignon expects the 19th March EU summit and the 2nd April G20 meeting in London to generate goodwill for coordinated action, but not to come out with detailed agendas. Well, they have, as far as giving more cash to the IMF goes, which was already a done deal. He says these two meetings are going to be important because of what the media will say. It's all propaganda and show for the public, as they had their meeting under the little glass pyramid. Is it a lot of jaw-jaw and everything will get worse? Or maybe it's the beginning of a realization that the world will no longer be the same. What did I say the other night there? <laughs> that came out after 9-11. The world will no longer be the same. And we're going to do something about it. A meeting in June in Europe of the Bilderberg Group, an informal club of leading politicians, businessmen and thinkers, chaired by Mr. Davignon, this guy who's writing here, could also improve understanding on future action in the same way it helped create the euro in the 1990s, he said. Did you know it created the euro, the Bilderberg Group? When we are having debates on the euro, people at Bilderberger events could explain why it was worth taking risks, and the others from whom the formal policy was not to believe in it were not obliged not to listen. Strangely, he's saying we're not obliged not to listen and had to stand up and come up with real arguments. So, again, it was a must-be, and anyone who was sort of against it had to bring up good arguments for it. Mr. Davignon spoke in favor of international bank regulation. That's what we're going for now. He said this before the G20, remember? He's a bigger player than anybody you saw on the stage, the G20. We're back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and 
this is Cutting Through the Matrix, reading an article really by a very high member of the Bilderberg group. You know, the, the build the Berg, the mountain, supposedly named after a hotel where they first met this elite bunch. But what came first, you know, the group or the naming of the hotel to suit the group, who knows? But they do love their, their terms, and they meet inside glass pyramids and stuff like that as well. And we can't get the message. <laughs> it's all coincidence, isn't it? So he says here, national regulation of the financial sector has been a disaster. Ireland is a case. Iceland is a case. He said, the fact that you are making the euro countries healthier via euro bonds is an element that makes the situation of the less healthy less difficult to solve. He's on about relaxing rules on state aid and public deficits. He says, so long as it creates a clear new playbook for all EU states to follow. Remember, I'm reading this because, you see, the Prime Minister of Canada and the President of the U.S. have said the next step is to merge the American Union with the European Union. We better understand that. So when these guys talk, they mean real business. They don't have to answer. This guy here doesn't have to answer to any parliament or any congress. These are the real movers and shakers. He says, he predicted that deeper economic union integration, that's what we heard at the G20, deeper, Mr. Brown says it, deeper integration. That means you're totally interwoven that you can't ever, ever, ever go back to being a nation. Like a a, a continental bureaucracy, one continental bureaucracy. Mr. Daphne predicted that deeper EU integration as envisaged in the Lisbon Treaty will continue. Now listen to this. He's a guy at the Bilderbergers. Due to a majority movement that is irresistible over a period of time. That's a very couch thing to say. And yet it says, says so much. The deeper integration of the EU is envisaged in the Lisbon Treaty will continue due to a majority movement that is irresistible over a period of time, even if an individual member state opts out. Majority movement. What is this majority movement? It's well-funded. Well-funded. has many names. They have youth groups and everything. They have parliamentarian groups as well that are outside of Parliament to make sure they all go on along with it too. Parallel government, you see. It says, a second negative referendum in Ireland on Lisbon would put on the agenda the notion that if somebody says no, why do we have to care about them, he said. It's almost like a veiled threat. The Belgian aristocrats, see, they're aristocrats at the top, and you wonder, these guys are pushing what seems to be left-wing things, redistribution of wealth and so on, exactly what Carl Quigley said. He's an aristocrat, nobility, just like the bankers are the ones who pushed and financed communism from London and New York. The Belgian aristocrat warned that rising anti-establishment feeling in Europe will complicate attempts to implement new policy but he indicated that the phenomenon had deeper roots than the financial crisis. No kidding. People understand. Now, here's what, he's, here's what they understand about the public, you see. This goes 
back to Bertrand Russell how they'll come to conclusions vaguely through osmosis, etc. They, they won't understand how they come to conclusions. He says here, people understand confusedly that there is a change in the air, he said. Remember what Russell said too? Everyone knew World War I was coming in too. It was in the air. He says, but no government will satisfy the reactions of the people. They have the greatest reticence and cynicism against anybody who holds responsibility. I wonder why. I wonder why. Against the business community because of the financial excesses, also the church has disappeared. Well, they made sure of that, the same group. The popular reaction is also a consequence of the fact that a number of traditional references have disappeared. He's talking about family, etc. People are looking for what is the reference. They have no... You see, they've destroyed this group, planned to take down church, state, all the other fractional religions that broke, up from, broke off from the main religions and so on. Any opposing political ideas were to be abolished, destroyed. And he says people are looking for what is the reference, meaning a reference point to start. Where do you go? It's like I said, that EU minister said he talked to some of the rioters and they could tell him what they were against, but they could not say what they were standing for, what they wanted. People are looking for what is the reference. And that's true. Everything that we went back for to look for for standing up to tyranny has been taken away from us with nothing to stand up for. That's what he means. And by internet and keeping the pulse of the people, they know exactly where the public are at all times, in their minds, that is. How they feel, what they think, and so on. Uh, now we'll go to the phones, and there's Amber from Victoria on the line. Are there, Amber? Hey, Alan. Yes. Ines, is to you again? Yes. Yeah. Um, I just want to start out by saying hi to a couple of people that call in a lot. Rick in California. Yeah. And uh, all the other callers who call in all the time. Um, Maggie in Texas. She doesn't call in, hasn't yeah. called in lately, but she used to call in all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys got, I can tell you guys have kind souls. So. Well, you, you do, you do feel, uh, you'll meet people when you're doing this kind of thing on similar lines as yourself. And that's when yeah, it's like less, less lonely. <laughs> do you, like, get a little spark when they call? Like, I, I notice when they call again, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and the same mm -hmm. people. Yes. Because it is very few. There's very few. People There's very who, few. who are on this, mm -hmm. this, this thing that, that are it's really very, very few everything. Very few understand <laughs> the big picture. They understand bits of it. Some people, there are still people who think they can turn the clock back. They don't realize. They've never thought out any consequence Anyone who pulls out of this agenda will be classified as a rogue state by the whole of the United Nations, and they will use their entire world force against it. Yeah, no one thinks through things. It's a huge things. picture, yeah. Yeah. And we have to, and you'll just notice, like even myself, when I get in any sort of conflict, I get these butterflies in my stomach mm -hmm. that are just like, man. But I know. Yeah. That's right. You know, what I have to say and what I have to do, but. A couple of things I wanted to bring up. I was watching Star Trek, and mm -hmm. I, I noticed, um, I don't know if I got this exact thing from you 
or just what I've heard you say about names and words. Yeah. But um, Gene Roddenberry's name flashed across the screen. I was like, Rod and Rod and Barry. Yes, that's this me, Barry. The that's like the, the Holly. Is that like Hollywood? The Holly twig and Hollywood. Barry. It can be Hollywood. It's also um, a red berry. Uh, the red yeah, berry the is like tree. the Mayberry. <laughs> it's like a twig of the holly tree. Yes, and uh, Hollywood and um, mm-hmm. Marilyn and the Manson. Gene, the, the gene of it. the red berry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the gene of the Hollywood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's just ridiculous. I yeah, one of the how, top guys. One of the top guys. Stuff. I don't know how that works. One of the top but guys in Monsanto. Uh, has come up with an article, and his name is Detritus. His, his name is Detritus, believe it or not. And his first name literally means something that comes up from the ground. So he is in, in the soil working for Monsanto. You couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah, and I don't know how their names like mean their exact name. Well, I kind of I kind of think that about my own name, but I, I don't really know how that works. But mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson's got an album called Hollywood too. Yes, Hollywood. That's right. And, um, I, I used to really enjoy his music and when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I continued to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then he's also got a song called Post Human. Yeah. And when you learn new things and you go back and listen to these songs, it's like, yeah. whoa. Like, and, cause it's not, and it's not a song against post-humanism. Mm-hmm. It's a song to be proud. Uh, that's that right. Post-human. That's right. He was another created like, figure. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to understand, they give us the stars, and I've, I've seen how they pick some of them. And they'll actually have drawings of their height. They'll even have the outfits they have to wear for, for their, their gimmickry, or, or their shtick, as they call it. And uh, even the songs for the first few hits will be written up in advance. And they pick them out of a lineup. Uh, it's all done by very older, much older people in the backgrounds who wear tweed suits and ties, uh, male and female. And the guys just step into the suits, and that's their role. I've seen it actually happen. Yeah. It just seems amazing how you just seem to step into... It's just yeah. things like that. That's how the culture industry really works, and it's all, yeah. they sit around boards, these are older people, because they design the culture for the future, and it's all programming, everything you like, in fact, especially music, because you, you'll tap away, you'll whistle, you'll, you, 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 you're almost absorbing the words in a subconscious level that stick there, but you don't really reflect till later what it actually says. Yeah, and you do get absorbed in it, you don't really question why. Mm-hmm. You like it so much. That's right. It's perfect. Even even Plato talked about that. He wanted to license musicians because of the power they could extend over the youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old sciences. Yeah. Old sciences. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I wanted to bring up was: Have you ever heard of newborn tetanus? A newborn tetanus? No. Newborn tetanus. Yeah, I was watching it. I saw a commercial on the TV the other day. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched TV in quite some time. And it was a commercial of like, so many babies. I can't remember the exact number, but it sounded like a lot. Mm-hmm. So many babies are infected by a newborn tetanus every year. And this is like a Canadian-American, yeah. obviously, channel, right? Mm-hmm. And so I looked up what, and I was like, what? Because mm-hmm. I, and I just talked to an old friend on the phone the other day that I hadn't talked to in a long time. It seems like people from my past have been coming up a lot mm-hmm. lately, but she um, had had a baby boy, and she yeah. just was saying that she had got him vaccinated for tetanus and all that, and I was thinking, uh, hmm, tetanus? Uh-huh. Why would you get a baby vaccinated for tetanus unless like, they got mm-hmm. bit by a cat or 
I remember the CBC did a little article on the free tetanus shots they gave out to India and Africa. (laughs) And they actually admitted later on, the two guys at the United Nations World Health Organization, uh, that they'd sterilized millions of women because it was all free ones for women. They were giving out, literally, it went straight to the ovaries, carried something to it, caused massive inflammation and sterilized them. That was done on purpose. Yeah, I looked it up and and it's apparently, it's, the babies get it if they're born in an unsanitary condition and it gets goes through the umbilical cord. Yeah, but, but so, I mean, these are just so know, rare. It says, yeah, because yeah. it's very rare in developed countries. So yes. like, why are they advertising it? I, I, I don't trust them at all. When you go into no. the history of vaccinations and you see what they've done deliberately and you read Bertrand Russell saying, we will use the needle, um, you cannot believe anything they tell you anymore. Yeah, and I just looked up at babies in Canada get uh, 14 vaccines by the time they're 18 months old. Yeah. That's, that's almost a vaccine a month. Yes. Against a bunch of stuff like, hep- like hepatitis and tetanus. Mm-hmm. Why, why would any... Yeah. Why would any baby get the, these things if they're protected? Well, I guess they're going to be the heavy parents. drug users before they're two. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, yeah, and, and the vaccine combo they get now is called... In Sanrix Hexa. Yes. And it's like a six-in-one vaccine. Oh. That's right. It's, and it's I've, I've got uh, I've a list of all the latest um, advice to doctors that they've given to all across Canada and the States where they're trying to get all adults uh, regularly revaccinated with all for all the same things. And I'm telling you, if you think the IQ has dropped right now, wait till this really takes on a role uh, and then step into society and, and talk to the people because it's going to really plummet. <laughs> Exactly, Alan. And when you're when you're a woman and you have like maternal instincts, you think like yeah. you just like when you're doing dishes or doing just whatever and zoning out, you daydream about things. Yeah. You daydream about having children. Mm-hmm. You think like 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 my friend, my old my old best friend from high school. Her baby boy is probably going to turn out just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But what could he have been? Yeah. Yeah. Without, exactly. You know, like what. Um, it's tragic, if I, isn't if it? If I had a baby, like yeah. I couldn't, I know I'd have to fight people so hard because mm-hmm. I don't believe in that stuff and I'm not going to yeah. cave mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But I'd have to fight people so hard um, just it's because tragic. of the commercials and mm-hmm. of how brainwashed everybody is and yeah. who knows what a child could be without getting yeah. all this stuff. I mean, they get their first vaccines at two months old. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stuff to be pumping in. And I used to work at a vet clinic. Yeah. And I would think the same thing about the little puppies that would come in. Uh-huh. That's a lot of, like, three three little vials of stuff yes. for that little tiny body mm-hmm. um, to be getting pumped. Yeah, I, I was looking at an article. Uh, it's actually a video mm-hmm. on when the heads of the CDC in the U.S., being quizzed on television about autism and vaccines, and she admitted on it there's a link but what they're trying to do is, is blame the victims by saying that they've got a problem with, with their mitochondria and the DNA. In other words, certain individuals, because they have different types of mitochondria DNA, mm-hmm. uh, are prone to get autism from the shots. So it's not the shots' fault. It's you've got defective mitochondria. That's how they're putting it across to the public. But she did admit right. that it can be caused by the vaccinations. Yeah, they, they shouldn't have even had children, you know, because they had... They were damaged goods in the first place. That's right. Kind of thing, right? That's right. But thanks for for calling. Thank you uh, for talking to me again. keep Keep in touch.
And there's Rick from Florida there. You're there, Rick. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Yes. Alan, I, I wonder, do you think we have an alternative media? Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, don't answer that. Hold on. Don't answer that. Give me, uh, just give me a little bit of time that this woman had, okay? Mm-hmm. When I got out of the service, I had to take algebra again uh-huh. to refresh me on mathematics. And the teacher went on to a question, and she put a plus sign instead of a negative sign on an algebraic. Yeah. And she went off on a tangent, and the whole class sat there going right along with it. Uh-huh. And, of course, I had the freedom to say whatever I wanted to say, and she continued on with this huge problem uh-huh. that had been very solved, solved very simply. Yeah. If someone just spoke up. But you know what the problem yeah. is? Mm-hmm. We are not able to speak up when yeah. you people are taking all the airtime. We're sitting here listening to you garble. The fact of the matter is, the Jews have control of our media. Okay, we'll go on to Maggie from Texas. I knew he was leading up to this. I knew he was leading up to this. Uh, there's going to be one target, and what's happening today is very similar with the propaganda leading up to World War Two. And the ones behind it will, will continue running the world as another group take the blame. So we'll go to Maggie from Texas. Hi, Alan. Yes. And everybody out there. Yes, I, I heard my name and uh, decided it was time to call in. I have been I have been listening, but not close to a phone. And uh, oh, oh, okay. I'll tell you, hold on, Maggie, and we'll be back after uh, this, this break here. Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix, talking to Maggie from Texas. Are you still there, Maggie? Yes, I am, Alan. It's good to be talking to you again. And uh, uh, in addition to uh, not having been near a phone during your program recently, another reason I sometimes don't call in is that I like to stay on topic. And if I don't have something to say about the topic, I'll usually just listen and learn. Uh, however, uh, this last caller uh, gave me something to take off from, and I'll say what a lot of RBN uh, listeners already know. I am Jewish, and I understand where he and people like him are coming from, but they had better learn to start thinking outside the box, just as I started thinking outside the box when I started listening to uh, Christian radio and alternative radio in general. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'll say on that subject. Regarding what Amber had to say about uh, mitochondrial disease, so-called, uh, yeah, that's been a source of uh, great anger to me as they try to describe as a defect yeah. a sensitivity to a substance that should never, never be in your body in the first place. How can exactly. They? exactly. Uh, the last thing, I, I would like to comment on something I noticed um, about a month ago when there was heavy spraying and X's here, X's there, and X's everywhere. I saw something I had never seen before, and that was an X, one leg of which seemed to be coming straight up from the ground. And I looked up, and I saw the plane already very high and continuing. It was going straight up, and I had never seen anything like that before. It went higher and higher and higher up, just like a rocket, before finally leveling off and going across the sky. 
And uh, my husband said, well, that can't happen. Only a rocket can do that. But I, I saw it with my own eyes. Have you ever seen anything like that? I have seen a new type uh, going across the sky uh, much, uh, I'd say at least maybe five times faster than any jet I've ever seen, mm -hmm. uh, leaving a trail behind it. So it could be the same type. Uh, well, this was going perpendicularly up from... Yeah. the ground i mean to to the ordinary perception i mm -hmm. know that there are tricks of vision and so on but i it just looked like it was going straight so the leg of the x appeared to rise right from the ground yes and that's how i followed it i looked at it and said oh my gosh yeah there's, there's some kind of new new jet um uh -huh. propulsion they're using and some of them uh, advanced aircraft and i'm sure they could do that with, with the g force they can create yeah Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you, and good to be talking to you and your audience again, Alan. And thanks for calling. Good night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't target a whole people because you see a whole bunch at the top, a very rich, specialized uh, ones at the top, belonging, or at least claiming to belong to a particular group. They've done this trick before, you know. <laughs> it's done before. And we want simplicity. We want to target uh, something that seems to be obvious. That's why they're putting up in these high positions but they're all pushing one thing, and that's international, basically, um, socialism or this world agenda. And there's Ken from Massachusetts who might just get him in. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes. Hi. Sounds like we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, but uh, I believe it was Amber called, and uh, that prompted me to make this call. And... Uh, Something I stumbled across today, and uh, I was looking at a uh, newspaper that's handed out for free that you probably have heard of called the Metro. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, they had a ad for um, uh, Change Agents Wanted, and it was a degree program. Mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, hoping to get into some things about uh, the paper in general. What they, what they do is to, to call back on Monday, because that'd be an interesting okay. article. I've got some similar ones that might tie right in with it. Could you do okay. that? Okay. Okay, thanks for calling. Great, thank you. Bye. That's the end of the show, folks. So from Hamish, myself, in a very wet interior Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.